This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey everybody, welcome to Who Cares About the Rock Hall, a podcast about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I'm your host, Joe Quazala, with me, as always, Kristen Studdard. That's me. Hi everybody, I am here with you. Good perfect, start. perfect. Good start. Uh, if you're just if you, this is your first episode, I don't know why it would be, but I know I've never done this before. But I'm obsessed with the, with the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and Kristen thinks it's stupid. That's uh, correct. And we talk about it uh, for a length of time. Uh, our guest for this episode, very excited to have her. She's an author of uh, several books at this point. Uh, the new one is called Moan. It's a, a collection of anonymous essays on female orgasm. Here she is, Emma Koenig, everybody. Hello. I'm here. <laughs> You're here. She did it. Thank jo- you. Joe, I think you need here. to ask Emma the question that I wanted you to always ask our listeners when they tune in. Oh, for which sure. Is... To get you into the right mindset. Emma, are you ready to rock? Yeah. All right. <laughs> Heck yeah. Okay. Perfect. Well, we got somebody ready to. Rock. I may have overstayed. I'm, I'm okay, somewhat yeah. ready. You're, you're moderately ready to. Rock. Maybe we're just but excited. I just, I felt pressure to be enthusiastic. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. This is like our morning zoo crew. Yeah. <laughs> Are you ready to rock? Uh, no, feel feel free to please be as a uh, as you are. You okay. Know? Okay. Come as you are, some may say. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yes. That was a reference to her book, not to the Nirvana song. Oh, Ooh, my gosh. Damn, we're, we're getting there. <laughs> I hate it It's a lot of crossover. <laughs> uh, Emma, usually the first thing I ask our guests is, uh, have you ever heard of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame before? I have heard of it. And what do you know about it? And, that... like, no pressure, because okay. usually our guests are like, I know nothing. So. Okay. I basically know nothing. Mm-hmm. Um. I feel like I have some vague memory of seeing news about it when I used to be a real VH1 head uh-huh. back in the day. <laughs> yep. I feel like they would sometimes do stories about that. Well, VH1 used to air the broadcast of it. Okay, so maybe I saw some of it, but yeah. I don't really Despite remember. yourself. <laughs> right, yeah. You know, you're trying to watch something else and then suddenly... I was trying to watch like a top 10 countdown hosted by someone exciting. I was trying to watch a pop-up video at all times. That was Mm. on VH1, yeah? Oh, yeah. That was like one of their main... uh, Well, I guess Viacom owns both, right? Yeah. MTV. I think it's an MTV originally. Yes. Well... Oh, pop-up video. We're talking about pop-up. Pop-up video. Or was it? Pop-up was always always VH1. Oh, wow. Even though MTV and VH1 are both owned by Viacom, the reason VH1 started is because MTV at its, you know... at Maybe at it the was height for of its... young people. I remember VH1 was for the olds for a yeah. while when I was a kid. Well, the reason it's owned by the same people is that when MTV was popular, there started to some competitors. Wow, really hard burn on, really solid burn on MTV. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I mean when you, you when it when it when was, it was like, more musically focused. Sure, musically focused, yeah. and it was like the new hot. thing. It was the only thing to watch. Yes, that is true. Uh, a lot of competitors started yeah. to crop up, and. A strategy to get rid of some of these competitors is to internally create your own competitor. Mm. Oh, to so knock they were out. Like, look, here's our cousin. Like, oh, okay. It was like so. MTV's at the top of the heap, and there's all these mid-level what music else videos was trying to compete with. 
They did such a good job of snuffing them out. No one even knows. The only other station that was playing videos was BET. Right. But, like, who else was playing music videos? Much Music? That's the Canadian. Are you from Canada? I am not, but I've just been... I've been... Listen, a little something about me is I... I travel a lot, all right? I'm an international... She's a world traveler. Uh, she's been abroad. I have been abroad. I've lived abroad. I've studied abroad. I'm going abroad on Sunday. Oh, my God. And I am abroad. Jet setter. Whoa. Yeah. Damn. Uh, okay, so much music. So much, yeah. So much, I, I mean, that was it. Or like Friday night uh, videos, the like TV show that they would show mm-hmm. on regular. But there were like very uh, basic... Uh, cable stations that were meant to like maybe we'll take maybe we'll because this market only has one channel so they were like maybe we'll do an hour of maybe tbs would show an hour of videos on no they were they were channels they were new channels oh wow they were new channels to be like we're the new mtv and as some of them were starting to get more popular mtv was like well we'll create our own mid-level music videos channel that will become more popular and push those out because it's like they're not even competing on the same level Mm because one's like the top of the heap and like yeah. Wow. And then VH1 was introduced and then killed the other guys. And then they both existed. And video killed yeah. the other video channels. <laughs> yes. Whoa. Video channel killed say? the other video channel. <laughs> okay. Um, Are there any music video channels now? Besides YouTube? MTV? Well, does MTV even count? <laughs> YouTube? Oh, does... well, I mean, MTV has branched out a little bit. MTV2? MTV2. And there's also MTV... Trace. My oh. commercial shows on it a lot. Oh, is that the... <laughs> uh, is that the Latino? It's a Latina. Uh, oh, okay. Latinx, Trace. Uh, right, right. right. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and then there... M-A-T-V. Oh, God. Oh, God. I, I think it might be called MTV Classic. Oh, yeah. There is one. Because there, there was a station like called... A multi, that's only if you have all a, the a cable million channels, channels, then you get... And it's, yeah, it's called but MTV. But if you're a girl on a budget, where are yeah. you going to go? Just YouTube. the internet. YouTube. <laughs> right, yeah. You're going to go on YouTube. You're going to go on Vimeo. Mm-hmm. Vimeo. Uh, God, where do I go for all my music needs? Vimeo. Vimeo.com. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, MTV Live used to be called Palladia. What? And that's a station that I would watch uh, a lot at my parents' house if I was like home for the holidays because I was bored, had no place to go. But they show a lot of concerts, like a lot of concert mm. footage, which I think is great background. Oh, you know, I think when anthony and i were in indiana we watched like a live concert yeah <laughs> I mean, of, of what um, concert it was of some festival like some like the like... i heart radio <laughs> 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 you know, maybe something a little more classic like live aid yeah yeah it was something like that mm-hmm. um, i feel like such a dork that i immediately suggested the i heart radio <laughs> music festival well i feel like that's at the tip of all of our tongues mm-hmm. we're all ready at the top of all of our minds as because well. i listen to the radio in la and so, oh, you know, so do yeah. I. So me too. you could say that I actually heart radio. Yeah. Hey, me too. Guys. As do I. We all three heart radio. We're what? radio heads in here. Oh, I hate no. <laughs> Look, you guys. The puns write themselves. My goodness. But I'm here. Yeah. Full of full of full of beans today. <laughs> wow. Full of, full of them beans. Uh, so you were a VH1 head. Sorry. Yes, you're as, a VH1. Yes. Head. As a as a youth. And MTV. Sure. Um. But, but I, yeah, I, I wasn't aware yeah. of like that amazing business strategy at the time. Yeah, it's important either. for me to let everyone know. <laughs> oh, good to know. Uh, there's a great book about the creation of MTV called I Want My MTV. I hope it's called I Want My MTV. Yeah. Oh, good, good, good. It's an oral history. <laughs> That's where God. I know that story. Mm. When they were like, yeah, trying to Did compete. they purposely make VH1? I just remember when VH1 came out, it felt like it was for old people. It like, skewed it was, older. It was like yeah. for your... I think so. Yeah. It, would, it was like... 
not the risque videos it's that Eric they were Clapton. showing on. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's Rod Stewart. It, yeah. It's like, you know, a music video channel you could show your parents. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, nobody's so horny. Yeah. Nobody, right. nobody love so you horny. long time. And also, I remember Rosie O'Donnell was a VJ on VH1. What? Oh, yes. Interesting. Yes. Wow. She would I can't believe sit I there. missed that. Yeah. yeah, that that rings a bell. Yeah, she would she was sitting on a stool. Damn. In between. Sure. Yeah, yeah. And videos. she's and she's got a mullet. Yes. Oh, so that is like really old. This old. is like pre-Rosie O'Donnell. This is like yeah. stand-up years. Yeah, this is oh, okay. stand-up years. She's wearing a blazer, if that yeah. helps. Oh, yes, that <laughs> I didn't. I didn't catch up until I was like 11 or 12, so I was already a fan of the Rosie O'Donnell show. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. At yeah, that yeah. time. Yeah, and they, yeah. I'm trying to think. So VH1 started to get more popular than MTV at a certain point. Because of pop up video, because of pop up video, freaking ruled and storytellers. Those were like the two that were very big. Uh, Meanwhile, MTV is still over there with TRL showing thirty seconds of a music video, not even a whole thing. (laughs) Yeah, see how I feel about that. Is behind the music VH1? Yes, that as well. That was also very very huge. Uh, Actually, I guess they started doing less. I, th- I guess those were music programs, though, because they, they started mm-hmm. getting known for then doing less music video type stuff. Although mm-hmm. pop-up video was. Right. God. Oh, mm-hmm. I loved I loved it. I did love a factoid. Oh, me too. The best. That's uh. And then they started doing, they did the pop-up video of the Divas Live as well. <laughs> oh, yes. They did a pop-up Divas Live as well. And That's so that part, I, there is a part where Aretha Franklin like will not be silenced. <laughs> like Mariah Carey keeps trying to sing next to her and Aretha just keeps singing. Like, oh, wow. And you can see like all of the other Divas like trying to get in there on them. And the, the pop-ups for that were pretty witty. Wow. Pretty well, witty. They should bring it back. I, one of the factoids I remember learning is from Madonna's Like a Prayer that... Uh, the term shrimping means to suck on someone's toes. I learned that. What? From oh, wow. Pop-up. Yeah, that sticks with you. <laughs> <laughs> that does. I, I like, didn't oh, know. Oh, because there's a part where uh, she shrims. She's like kissing. <laughs> she kisses kissing Jesus someone's feet. toes. Yeah, yeah. She's kissing. in it. Like Jesus. the, the yeah. man right. who's playing the Jesus figure in that right. video. Mm-hmm. Um, controversial video. Controversial video. Burning crosses. Black Jesus. Very in, like important. And sponsored. By Pepsi, right, right? Wait, say, say word. And that's like one of the the big problems. It was like this big Pepsi campaign as well, or like Pepsi was behind it, and maybe funded it, mm-hmm. and they was were like, like, "Whoa, wait a second. I like to drink Pepsi. <laughs> they should have. <laughs> they should have done that. Should drink alone. <laughs> drink a Coke. <laughs> uh, wow, we, the first of their many controversial, problematic. The, you know, oh right the now Kylie the Jenner. Jenner yeah mm, like man although uh, that was problematic I feel like like a prayer was more like progressive, progressive and cool yeah cool, interesting yeah and then yeah the Jenner thing is just an extremely tone like, deaf what are <laughs> you just doing? trying to be progressive yeah, yeah. what are you doing yeah. my man <laughs> yikes <laughs> oh sorry so rock and roll hall of fame yes what we're here to talk mm-hmm. about so I if, I guess if I could give a a quick I don't know how quick this will be a rundown yeah rundown the rock and roll hall of fame uh, you are eligible to be inducted 25 years after your first released recording. Uh, there is a small group of industry experts who come up with a list uh, of nominees that they release, and there's a larger voting body that then votes on those names, picks about five every year since 1986, and then those people get inducted. And the artists inducted are not 
necessarily rock in a way that you might think there's uh, representations from genres like from R&B. Roll. Uh, what I call roll. calls <laughs> roll. Roll is real. just other. Roll is like yeah. the umbrella the for everything Rhythm else. and blues. Soul, R&B. Roll and soul. Yeah. Rock Rhythm and, and roll. Yeah. Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's, that is what the, uh, not, not uh, too long or long-winded of an explanation no. of the whole, yeah. I think. Well, you know, that makes me wonder, what are the specifications for your first recording? Like, does it have to, because now that, you know, it's not like, if the public labels are, yeah, like oh, okay. the SoundCloud count now, oh, that's a, like, right. are they gonna, is there going to be an, a, if a point a when the SoundCloud rappers start getting into the hall, like, what's going to happen? Yeah. Yeah, I think, you know, if it's, if it's self-released, that's, that counts, you know, is it a released recording? You know, because there are people and uh, groups that have been inducted 25 years after they're like a single or like mm-hmm. an EP. It doesn't necessarily have to be an album. Oh, okay. Uh, I don't think a demo counts. I think it has to be able to be consumed by the public. Mm-hmm. Purchasable? Yeah, yeah, but that makes me wonder with like, well, like you said, SoundCloud. S- yeah, we're like in if it's just con- consumed. Land. Wow. <laughs> You sound really angry about it. No, I'm not. I'm cu- I'm curious. Your fists I'm... are clenched. Hey, You're now. getting red. No, I'm very cool, and I think mixtapes rule, man. I love them. Streamsville. <laughs> you know how it is. Streamsville, bro. Uh, Ollie. I just did an Ollie on a skateboard. Yeah, it was uh, unreal. Somehow a backwards hat uh, yeah. appeared upon her head. Ta-da. Damn. Uh, <laughs> that was cool. Well, so... Uh, one thing I wanted to bring up, this is a thing that hasn't been mentioned yet. I've been keeping it a secret from Kristen, although you may have seen what it, is it, is that recently on the website Vulture, a uh, rock, uh, someone called him a rock author, uh, a music writer, historian, named, historian, sure, uh-huh. guy named Bill Wyman, and he's done this, he has on Vulture, I know you've, you've maybe seen this, they rank an, an artist's entire catalog mm-hmm, the, okay. all the songs from worst to best uh-huh. and recently this guy bill wyman ranked all the inductees ever in the rock and roll hall of fame from worst to best from worst to best who's in the worst is the moody blues the number is in the last place so what i'm gonna do is i'm going to uh run through them for okay. you from worst to best oh my god unless you want best to worst no, no I worst, worst to, best. to best okay Okay. So two hundred probably won't even know the worst ones. Yeah. Two hundred and fourteen is the number of inductees. Okay. At this wait. Point. Can I guess who's in the last fifty or the last twenty? Who do I think is so? Who do I just think sucks? That's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Besides, obviously, the Moody Blues. And I don't even hate them as much. I just don't mm-hmm. think they should be in the freaking Hall of Fame. Yeah. And you know, the, this is a controversial list and it's, uh, it's, I'm gonna guess this is a white dude's opinion. This is a white dude, but don't okay. let that uh, sway you. You know, well, I just mean like I'm gonna, I'm interested into kind of like need to know the source. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, well, I mean, I recently saw an article on Vulture that was like the worst to best Black Mirror episodes, and they were completely wrong. Yeah, oh. so I'm feeling not trustworthy of A the Vulture, Vulture list. Okay, yeah. um, you ready for the? But the, I'll open my heart. The yeah, last. Who's, the, who's in last place? Our guys, Bon Jovi. <laughs> What? Bon Jovi is in yeah, dead last place. That, that's not shocking to me. The, it, they were uh, the thing that I know now is that Bon Jovi. It was like they were a snub for a long time. They were considered and, and, a snub, and they were by some. And they were nominated once before and didn't get in. 
and uh, they really, really it wanted to, to get in. So they campaigned. They yeah. campaigned, campaign? and like when when the 2011, is there like an FYC, a four year consideration from some? For... I'm sure some version of it sent to like privately. You know, mm-hmm. oh. I bet or calls were made, no doubt. Whining I mean, and definitely. dining, old men. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that's how you get anything in this when town. He got, <laughs> when he got, um, when they he made a speech, I watched the induction ceremony because they Bon Jovi just got inducted this year. year. Okay, yeah, and I made was, Kristen watch the it induction was a ceremony. Big deal. It was a big thing. Forty minutes of a three-hour cut-down for time ceremony was dedicated to them. Fifteen minutes of that was John Bon Jovi's speech. About being in the Rock Hall. And about, like, preparing for his speech. He's like, I've been waiting yeah. to do this for a long time. What a dork. <laughs> oh, the first few lines. So after each of these rankings, there's, like, a little bit that's written. I think this is a pretty good line. The guys in Bon Jovi aren't in a rock band. Bon Jovi are the guys in the movie about a rock band. <laughs> okay. Dang. Dang. Uh, Dang, dog. And then, so th- maybe the craziest thing is the author, Bill Wyman... Listener to this podcast. Oh my gosh! Hello. Yes. Oh, okay, so I do trust him. I do. Right. No, go drag his drag his ass. Bill, <laughs> yeah. we're coming for you. Bill. Uh, yeah, very very nice man who reached out to me and, and said some nice things about this podcast before this was released. And he was like, I'm "You the- have to tell us that before." Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, boy. I like I like getting a little bit of that honesty. No, no I don't. Well, we, didn't, we didn't say anything really bad. Really <laughs> we just we just questioned. You question you question really vultures. Yeah. Uh, credibility that's true but anyway he brings a lot of some personal uh thoughts into this doesn't remain totally objective and he also docks people points for for sometimes some arbitrary things uh and this this group was docked several notches because of uh anyway number two number 213 is queen (gasps) oh okay so this is maybe not he doesn't like what too glam what is the deal he didn't like that after Freddie Mercury died of AIDS, they had a concert, a tribute to Freddie Mercury, and it was like broadcast on MTV, and it was like a big thing, and I guess they didn't mention AIDS at all. Well, that's bullshit, but how is that the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame's fault? I know, so that's what yeah. I'm saying, yeah. <laughs> and how is that, How's that yeah. Queen's fault, totally? Yeah. I mean, like, well, that the movie that's coming out about Freddie Mercury also, also doesn't mention AIDS. Unreal. In 2018. Also, that's that, pretty crazy. Yeah, and that movie looks bad. Yeah. I like the teeth. Oh, did they put did they put little special teeth on Rami uh, Malek? Yeah, to make him look like Freddie. He's like, this is the I, operatic part right here. <laughs> He's just shouting his goals. I feel like Queen it has to be in the top for yes, me. Absolutely. This is, this absolutely. is that's some lopsided ass shit. I don't yeah. like it. And also to uh, on nearly every rock band, you can dock them points for doing something morally questionable. Yes. Also, yeah. posthumously morally questionable, though. Come also, on. yeah, if you know, if you're saying you're upset with what the band did after Freddie died, like Freddie was, Freddie was the band. I mean, yeah, for, for just a lot. Freddie of, Mercury's Queen. <laughs> uh, all right, next up, Journey. Okay. Oh, I like Journey. Yeah, but, but listen to the way you said it. it. <laughs> listen to the way you went. Right, right. I like Journey. Yeah, they're okay. Oh, yeah, I like Journey. Some good songs. Yeah, yeah I think exactly. his point was that they're a guilty pleasure band, mm. you know. And I agree. And I think there's a there's room for them in the hall for that type of band. But I think the fact that they're so lame. Do so they have you know? a guilty hall specifically? <laughs> we all we. I mean, they're inducted in the regular hall, but we hall know. of shame. Yeah, we know it's a shame. Well, yeah, <laughs> we know. Uh, and similarly, the next one is Chicago. 
Uh, yeah. Like a band same. that's kind of lame, but like you got to give it up for longevity. Play some and... of their songs at a wedding, I guess. And right. Being hard to Google. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. You got to give it up for that. Yeah. Hard to Google. Let's put that as a, another criteria. <laughs> Can we Google them easily? I'm really shook over this queen in the second to last spot. I, I mean, that's really a harsh. It, yeah. Oof. It's a sentencing that I think is a. You're trying to make a point. Yeah. Yeah. After Chicago is Rush. Okay. And again, same thing. It's like bands that aren't critically acclaimed, but like, you know, they have a lot of uh, drums. They, have a lot <laughs> they of drums. logged the hours. They, <laughs> they did the Malcolm the Gladwell mm-hmm. hours. Yes. yes. Yeah. Uh, similarly, next is Kiss. Ooh, I can't believe Kiss. I just feel like Kiss, it's got to be in the bottom. It's got to be Bon Jovi, then Kiss at 2.13, right, <laughs> then yeah. Journey at 2.11. Mm-hmm. Like, so far I'm here, except for this Queen stuff. Too harsh. Uh, and then... Uh, coming in at number 208 moody blues Blues. yeah yeah my man that is some bullshit what are they doing what is the line about what's the line said about uh the moody blues were fine for what they were and had quite a few hits above and beyond their ponderous slow numerous and forgotten albums (laughs) (laughs) agree and he said the operation should just change its name to the classic rock hall of fame Thank you. You know, another boomer nostalgia band getting the hall tongue bath to help push tickets to the Cleveland facility. It's the truth. Tongue bath. Yeah. Tongue bath is not tongue a Tongue bath phrase. was uncomfortable, though. Yeah. I'll say that. I didn't enjoy yeah. Joe but it was, saying it. But it was visceral. It was, oh, sure. And very evocative. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It really did make me imagine that, some stuff I didn't want to imagine. that the hall is run by a bunch of kittens, though. Yeah. And they're just, and like, pushing not, people around. That doesn't eh, make me mad. Eh. Eh. Come over here. Okay. Weird. Uh... Next up is controversial NWA. Oh, interesting. What's the thoughts? Uh, I know. And again, it's getting personal. I I know Ice Cube. He didn't Cube. like the movie Straight Out of Compton. <laughs> I know Ice Cube is a formidable performer. He's also the author of the dulcet couplet "You Let a Jew Break Up Our Crew" and an adherent of other anti-Semitic nonsense. I don't recall him ever disassociating himself from, much less apologizing for. Ah, did you see Straight Out of Compton? Yeah, I did. That I mean, I I feel like that's just it's a shitty diss. It's a diss on their manager, though. Right. Yeah. So it's okay. No. It's okay. No. No. It's not. <laughs> boy. Oh boy. You heard it from I just, Kristen. Yeah. Anti-Semitism, anti-Semitism is, is okay if it's personal. <laughs> <laughs> no. I just. I guess I'm just saying, like, come for the misogyny as well. Maybe? Right. Yeah, well, yeah, I know that like, Dre is one of the music's uh, most important producers. He's also a guy who beats up women. Yeah. Thank you. There we go. I'm like, you got to get it. There's a lot of problematic. So, but I feel like that's again, the thing I think we're going to – a thing that I've been thinking a lot about in the era of like <clears throat> uh, Me Too and all this stuff happening. I've been thinking a lot about kind of like when is it going to come for, come for music in a, mm-hmm. in a more – Because there's like, been resistance. The R. Kelly stuff is happening and that's been good. Um and also, just, I just think about how much casual misogyny there is in all music and also particularly rap music and kind of, I don't know what's going to be the fallout of that eventually. But I don't, I do think a day will come. We'll yeah. All be, we'll all be talking about it someday. Yeah. Well, I wonder if part of that, this is a very bizarre uh, theory coming up on Here the fly. Yep. <laughs> but I was Love just, it. I was just thinking that when you're in that conversation of whether or not to dismiss art based on the artist being mm-hmm. problematic if it's a movie like you've already seen like all the woody allen movies like you know yeah, you, but, you, but it's very easy to get rid of him because you've seen his you've best seen work. the movies you don't need to watch a movie a million times 
the way you listen to music over and over and like it becomes part of your identity. Mm -hmm. So it's like easy to be like, oh, that asshole who wrote that book I already read. Yeah, never going to read that book again. But like, Mm -hmm. are you never going to listen to a song again? Maybe people are more hesitant to... I, I was I was making a, a playlist for a wedding party this last weekend, and I was like, I guess there's no ignition. <laughs> like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Damn, dog. We're going into era of ignitionless wedding ceremonies. I mean, who would have thought? Wow. Uh, <laughs> but the, I mean, yeah, it's hard. Again, and I, I, I think that I don't know what the answer is, and I'm probably not the person whose opinion matters. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, uh, but yeah, the, the, the other thing is just, again, there's so many, if you, there's a lot of violations happening with a lot of people. Uh, not not yeah. to, So I'm saying, you know, he chooses to put NWA down here for that. You know, maybe when we get to the top, suddenly we're not, you know, getting upset at, yeah, it's at like people's at, bad behavior. Yeah. 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 Suddenly we're, we're not looking at that. So yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I'm like, where is Tupac going to end up? Yeah. And to their music uh, for NWA, he does say, uh, you know. There's not much to the group beyond their first album, which is true. I think they were just important. Extremely I, I'm not, important. I'm not like – I think they uh, – Yeah, I think they were like a really – they were a breakthrough artist, and they were really important for a lot of things that came after them, very influential. Um, but how much after their first album do you want to listen to today? Mm-hmm. But also does that matter? Is it going on the wedding playlist, I guess, is the big yeah. mm-hmm. question. <laughs> yeah. I'm putting fuck the police on every... <laughs> uh, you're going to hate this next one. Number 206, Joan Jett and the Black Hearts. Ooh, ouchie. Why? His point is... he's And he's like... He says, like, who doesn't like her? But she never recorded a better than not unlistenable album, much less a great one. Her, her, her hits were covers. And... You know, the band, like, the live, the Black Hearts, Hearts were, like, what, decent? This makes me think there should only be, like, ten bands in the whole yeah. thing. Right? right, yeah, truly. Because if you, if you can nitpick and be like, well, I don't know. I also don't think uh, he puts a lot of uh, weight on songwriting ability. Mm-hmm. And I don't think if uh, you're someone who didn't write your songs, I don't think that really plays a part. Mm-hmm. Elvis did not write his songs yeah you know where's he at in this and i'm, I'm sure he's Listeroo. very high uh you know do we talk about how much appropriation he did like what's yeah the, truly yeah. like mm-hmm. oh no man this is you get into trouble this is why lists are, are difficult <laughs> mm-hmm. they are he's he said it was like maybe the hardest uh thing he's written having to yeah. compile this list yeah. is just it, he spent a long time on it uh next up red hot chili peppers <laughs> few things in rock irritate me more than how these critically unacclaimed frat boy funksters with a palpable contempt for women cleaned up their image and started sucking up to the rock establishment Ooh, yeah dang i ain't mad about it i feel like i know nothing i don't know enough about any of these bands to like counter i'm just like yeah right you're, you're like the, very easily I'm persuaded by I'm yeah, just like, a what, slick line he said yeah. contempt for one yeah i remember that uh 204 next up don't like this abba don't like that. Ooh, why are you gonna do how Baba does, dirty like that? Yeah, how does Mamma Mia nice. play into that? I, uh, dancing queen, <laughs> what's the what's the what? Don't they get extra points to have spawned not one but two movies starring Meryl Streep? Here we go again. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love Abba so I much. I love Abba, and I think he refers to them as pop cartoons. They are pop, though. There, this is the thing that's really fucked about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and the thing that I don't. I don't understand. Like, it should just be the music hall of fame in some ways. Like, mm-hmm. 
I guess, you know, if we had to come up with a distinction, and the, people have tried. Um, and of what's rock and what's pop? Yeah, specifically, well, what's rock and roll and what's not rock and roll? Mm-hmm. Yeah, in, like, in, must it have a guitar? Must yeah. the guitar be played live? Mm-hmm. What the fuck? I don't get it. Like, uh, one, one of the more uh, prevalent uh, arguments is that it's an attitude. Rock okay, and roll is an attitude. Okay, okay. okay. So That's like, what Ice Cube okay. said when he was when he was being inducted because there were some people making noise he, about was he inducted separately as well just with NWA okay and so he people were making noise about like you know Gene Simmons every time there's a rap artist or you know somebody who's not strictly guitars rock and roll Gene Simmons will be like hey I don't know what's going on with this I mean these guys aren't rock and roll would you put Jimi Hendrix in the hip hop Hall of Fame uh, and I think Ice Cube was like hey listen. Uh, Rock and roll is about an attitude, and and also rock and roll is here to stay. Rock will never die. I mean, I just don't, I don't, I don't understand. Like, yeah, uh, this is why I think that the term rock and roll hall of fame is. But I think there are music artists that do not qualify as rock and roll. I don't think like it, a harp, but like you think that. <laughs> Thank you, Emma. <laughs> like someone who plays the harp at a church. Although, but what if it's like electric harp? And they have the attitude. Do you think that Joanna Newsom will ever get into the Rock and Roll I Hall of Fame? I think she could be considered. But you know who I think would never be considered is Barbara Streisand. I don't think there's anything about Barbara Streisand that's rock and roll. I mean, uh, she the, got Dan attitude Nails. for days. Dan she got Nails. attitude for days. Oh, all right. <laughs> she we cloned have, her dog. <laughs> she did clone her dog, which is a very rock and yeah, roll move. That's so rock and roll. <laughs> that's yeah. That's stuff you only hear about uh, by people. Who Put live that in, in the palace. dossier. Yeah, <laughs> when they're considering her. I don't think Tony Bennett is rock and roll i don't think barry manilow is a rock and roll you know do you kind of see the what i'm going for here yeah but, and yet what the the moody blues are I don't, i'm just like but yeah. who are the people that decide this who uh, plays god with rock and roll is what i'm asking it's, they're called the nominating committee the nomcom, <laughs> if you will and it's people like Questlove, tom morello from rage against the machine dave grohl Little and then Steven a bunch of faceless at. people that we don't know yeah. who they are. A bunch of like label executives, uh, industry people in general, managers, uh, and a lot of rock critics. Mm-hmm. A lot of people who wrote for Rolling Stone or Spin or Pitchfork or whatever. Okay. You know, that's who decides. Okay, so they, they do know better than me. I guess. <laughs> but, I mean, you know. Only if you let them. Sometimes. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Yeah. I, I should read up. I should educate myself. Sometimes, uh, out of the blue, they're like, uh, Miles Davis, put him in. I mean, he was very rock and roll for jazz. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that like... was the quote on, uh, on his albums. Uh, rock and ro- he's rock and roll for jazz. <laughs> rock and- he's very rock and roll for jazz. <laughs> I see again. It's like, but what is rock? Uh, yeah. and then it's like Dolly Parton somehow doesn't co- qualify. I think, yeah, I think she should though. But she I might think not. she really should. There, there's a complicated history with rock country. And country. Music. If you're country rock, like say Johnny Cash or like Buffalo Springfield or even like you say the Eagles or something. Uh, it counts. It counts. Okay, but so then... ABBA being pop rock, which they definitely were. Uh huh. Yes, I think so. That counts against them. Yeah, I guess he he compares them to like the Monkees and Josie and the Pussycats, which I think is totally Whoa. unfair. Wow, <laughs> the for, mo- wow for a group, you know. And he puts a lot of weight in songwriting, but all of a sudden for ABBA, it doesn't matter. I mean, those 
those guys wrote all yeah. their songs and mm-hmm. were wizards they're the original at it. Swedish hit makers. Yeah, like <laughs> that's like there would be no who's that? Is it Max Martin? He's mm-hmm. he's Swedish and yeah, I'm like, sure he looks all to of those. Swedish hit makers. There's also, other like, ones. Josie and the Pussycats are amazing. So, <laughs> so compare them. Yeah. Yeah. Invite the comparison. Do right. it. It's great. Next up is George Harrison. Uh, alone. Which I, I th- like I, George Harrison I like George, a lot. I do too. I think he makes a. I I've mean, the, got a feeling. It's a great song. What? I've got a feeling. That's not George Harrison. That's Black Eyed Peas. <laughs> <laughs> no? Am I wrong? Yeah. Um, <laughs> That tonight's going to be a good night? <laughs> yeah. Okay, great. That Just as long as that's him. Um, fill my cup. Mazel tov, isn't that some <laughs> yeah. of lyrics? <laughs> oh, boy. That's a pandering bar mitzvah song if yep. I ever heard and one. And it worked. Oh, boy, did oh, it work. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I think as a solo artist, uh, the point being made is like, yeah, if he was not in the Beatles, his solo his solo career alone is maybe not a Hall of Fame worthy. Although I, I know, I think maybe it is. But also he got in right after he died, so... Let him have it. Yeah, it's fine. I don't mind him being toward the bottom. Uh, next up is Deep Purple, which I get. Uh, you know, important in terms of heavy metal, but like not a ton of songs that you can really yeah. pull. Smoke on the Water and... Highway Star. Highway Star, sure. Which I only know from the rock band commercial. Right, yeah. <laughs> uh, the Paul Butterfield Blues Band. Okay. Yeah. The Paul Butterfield Who band? <laughs> Kristen. Okay. Very good. Very good, Kristen. Thank you. Uh, like a kind of a a white blues band. But uh, somehow ranked higher than Queen. I mean, yeah, that is, I mean, when we're starting to get into these, though, yeah, we got, ones feel crazy. I mean, there's... The Paul Butterfield Get a Clues band. All right. Put, put Queen up there. Let's move. I, okay. Jeff Beck, Hollow Notes, Percy Sledge, Dr. John. Little Anthony and the Imperials. <laughs> Dr. John. My grandma loved Dr. John. Maybe my favorite thing about Dr. John's induction is that he got in over Bon Jovi in 2011. Uh, <laughs> Ooh. The class of 2011 had Bon Jovi on the ballot, but they didn't get in. And who did get in was Darlene Love, Neil Diamond. Darlene Love. Dr. John, Alice Cooper, uh, Tom Waits. It was like it was. At the, wow. It was like hell yeah. That's pretty. Keep decent. Bon Jovi out of there. It's really interesting though that Doctor John got in. Like I just feel like I mean, what? What's his? He's kind of Cajun. Yeah. Sounding. Mm-hmm. That, this, music. You're doing the speech that they did to induct him. <laughs> yeah. This was and uh, let's bring him on stage. He was uh, I don't know Cajun. And, sounding. Uh, well, that's what I remember from being in my grandmother's Jeep Wrangler. Uh, was. She had a doctor. She had two CDs. She had mm-hmm. Elton John's greatest hits, and she had doc, a Doctor John CD. And those were the two CDs we would listen to in her car. That's I think oddly like I kind of like respect that because that's not. I mean, the Elton John obviously that feels like everything mm-hmm. uh, in every car, mm-hmm. but like a Doctor John CD, it's like hell yeah, yeah. Take it down to the Bayou. Yeah, my grandma <laughs> taking it down to the Bayou. <laughs> uh, so let's I, let's stop there. We're obviously not, not going to go through all okay. of them. We'll pick it up next episode we'll pick it up Uh, but we were talking about nwa and whether or not a uh influential first album is enough to merit someone's inclusion into the rock and roll hall of fame and i think that's a good transition to talk about our artist we'll be talking about today which is liz fair liz fair 
Emma, what are you? What do you? What's your connection to Liz Fair? Give us your thoughts, okay. your history. Well, first, let me say I'm like a terrible fan in general <laughs> of anything sure. because I don't know all the trivia even about people I like. Um, okay, that's so okay. I, I preface my you adoration don't... for Liz Fair with that. Well, and um, here's the other truth: I just don't think you need. I don't think that knowing everything about something like makes you better than other people, Joe. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Whoa! Ouch! Hey, it's hot in here. Um, well, yeah, I think there is a lot of pressure. Maybe I feel it with music more than with liking other things because I feel like with movies and stuff, people aren't like, "Oh, do you know all the lines to that movie?" If you love it so much, but it's like, <laughs> mm-hmm. if you love it so much, why don't you quote it? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but I feel like with movie with uh, music, it's like there is this pressure to like know everything about like the album and like who played on it and like what the lyrics are and like this song actually is about this and like some of that stuff I like can get down with, but I feel like even the musicians I dig the most. I haven't listened to all their albums. Like I've just, I've not felt the need. Not a completist. To, I'm not a completist. I'm just mm-hmm. like a, oh, I like this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. So I feel with Liz Fair, um, I first heard her because my older brother was uh interning for a summer at Matador Records. Okay, sure. And he brought home a bunch of free cds at the end of the summer and one of them was liz fair white chocolate space egg and -hmm. i listened to that and i thought that was really cool i I can't wow white chocolate space egg that's the third one yeah i know that's with Uh, polyester bride yeah i think um which is like such a great song uh and uh then but that was um now i'm trying to remember Maybe a couple years later was when she came out with, like, her really poppy one that was, yes. like, in every single movie trailer and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so that was kind of at my peak of being into Liz Fair was, like, that album, which I think is called Liz Fair. It is. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so at the time, how old were you at the time? I was probably, when... like, 15 or 16. So you were prime age to be sucked into oh, her yeah. pop to turn. her pop turn. Oh, yeah. Very. And so it was, like, I loved all the kind of, like, earlier, grittier stuff because i think in general i really like super lyrical singer songwritery mm-hmm. stuff where people aren't even incredible singers necessarily they're just kind of like oh here's an interesting idea i have that blah, yeah. blah, blah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um like ani defranco and elvis costello and stuff like those all feel related to liz fair and i was into them too um would they be let's see are they who's in her related artists on oh yeah that's spotify interesting. juliana hatfield Sure. Luscious Jackson, Amy Mann, mm-hmm. Veruca Amy Mann. Salt, yeah. The Breeders, Slater Kinney, Guided by Voices, Ani DeFranco. There hey. we go. Ani. On point. Yeah. <laughs> and so I was very down with Liz Fair and I thought she's this, a great songwriter and she's like super hot and uh, mm-hmm. in a very cool older sister way. yeah she's yeah. like the older she's like the cool older sister that like everybody wishes they had you yeah. know i it's really i just listened to a um podcast about a song about divorce song which is on mm-hmm. exile and guyville 
um i listened to the song exploder of it it's oh, like a i should listen they to just like get the music producer and the musician together to talk about like break down kind of what the song is about and how they made it like the process of what making that song was like mm-hmm. i listened to that like two weeks ago and so it's really funny that we're and i'm gonna go see her are you gonna go when she's here she's coming <sighs> I to the ace know. hotel see this is why i'm a bad fan i also am not a huge fan of going to concerts <laughs> 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 i love listening to a song in privacy, privacy. <laughs> but but maybe I I've seen her before. I saw her uh, at South by Southwest a few. I guess I was like twenty, uh, ten years ago, <laughs> um, and it was really cool because there were only like forty people in the room. Oh, Whoa. that's great! And so me and my friend Emily were standing with her, or, or were standing like a few rows from the front, and now. Uh, I guess I can say this that my friend Emily's like now friends with her, but yeah. I've never. That's that's you got left in the damn dust. No, yeah. but I but I because I'm like I don't need to become like the expert of her or to like totally engage. I'm like I'm fine to be like a fan from the side and like not meet her. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm sure it will probably happen in life. Yeah, uh, just just because my friend has become buddies yeah, with her. Right, of course. Not yeah, not just like. Everybody you know, comes to me. I, I'm yeah. destined. I find a way to be friends with every famous person. <laughs> but yeah, that's just um, me. But so I'm like, it probably will happen before I die. Who knows? Um, but yeah, I don't need to like force it and be like, I gotta tell her everything that she means to me. I can mm-hmm. just be mm-hmm. a fan in my house, which is my favorite kind. Well, yeah, one of the great ways to be a fan. <laughs> a house fan in your home. Yeah, I w- I was listening to it though, and I was thinking a lot about. How, like, when I got into her, I think it was – there is something so confident about her songwriting. Mm-hmm. Like, it's very vulnerable, but it's incredibly – and it's incredibly feminine, and it's very confident. And it's like, yeah, I'm a hot woman. Fucking yeah. deal with it. It's a lot of what's going on, and it's not – I don't know. I was like – I'm, like, simultaneously drawn to and confused by it. I'm mm-hmm. like – I'm like, yeah, okay, I mean, I guess good for you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it was kind of, because I feel like at the same time that that Liz Fair album came out was also around when I was watching, like, Sex and the City. And so they're just kind of two divergent uh, female voices of about sexuality and femininity. Mm -hmm. And, like, Liz Fair was kind of, like, the one who was like, all right. Okay, so here's what's going to happen. We're going to go yeah. back to my apartment. <laughs> You're going to fuck me. Like, it was just, like, so... Yeah, it was, like, matter so of real fact. and cool. And, like, Sex and the City was kind of just, like, glamorous and aspirational. Yeah. Even in their downfalls. But, uh... Right. <laughs> you know? But, but yeah, Liz Fair... Well, it's also kind of a funny thing is that one of the songs on that album is called HWC. Mm-hmm. And I never looked at the lyrics for years. And so I thought the whole time she was saying... Give me your heart. Wait, come, like come back or something. But she was saying, "Give me your hot white come." <laughs> and so, like my like sixteen year old self was like, "Give me your heart. Wait, come." <laughs> I didn't so know for years, funny. but I was like, but then when I found out, I was like, "Oh my god, she's so cool." Yeah, I love her. It's so funny. I remember when Why Can't I came out. I was like, "She's so pop." <laughs> like, yeah. Like, what is mm-hmm. this? That is a, and we'll get to that, but that is a, uh, it's, it's by uh, a group called The Matrix. I was looking at it. Oh, yeah. The, the pop producers 
you know, who worked with Avril Lavigne most famously. Yeah, that sounds about right. It's such a pop song. It's like when Jewel went really poppy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What intuition. It, what, intuition, yeah. Mm-hmm. Who produced that song? I mean, yeah, don't I, look I, it up. Well, okay. it's fine. Yeah. Uh, I, I just like it. It felt like a similar turn where it was like someone who had been like really like raw and confessional doing something really like so mainstream. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And those were probably around the same time. And yeah. I feel like that doesn't really happen anymore. At least the pressure to do that. I feel like Loose Fair probably felt there was so much label pressure to be mm-hmm. like, you need to put out uh, a radio single. And I don't think, I think now artists uh, are not, you know, they can kind of live in their own niche. Yeah. World. Like being niche is okay in general now. It's mm-hmm. kind of like, people want you to be more niche they're like yeah just engage your niche then really hard and like get them to do everything like you know like they'll buy all your albums they'll come to all your things like kind of thing like totally and that's across all media now though it's Mm -hmm. like tv and yeah movies and stuff yeah well i just politics (laughs) my mom was telling me my mom is like way more up on like the music than i am but she was telling me about this girl claro who's like 19 years old or 20 um it sounds fake but (laughs) her name is her name is claire something uh but she goes by claro and she kind of had this big viral swell with releasing this song and video called pretty girl which i watched the video and it's just her in front of her macbook uh singing a song she recorded on garage band which is like a cute good song like Mm -hmm. good uh kind of like indie pop song and uh and she's very uh cute too um that helps guys that does help um but yeah she's like a legitimately talented girl and i just had this like weird flashback because i was like oh i was doing that too when i was in college but now that's like a cool thing and that like sets you apart and could launch your entire career yeah um i think like when i as an artist myself many mediums i feel like for for a long time i was like oh you have to be like so polished and like presentable yeah. and and i feel like now you're like if you just your whole career was like i'm just gonna make iphone videos um till i die and that's my like <laughs> yeah. i feel like people would be like we love her she's so unique. yeah oh my gosh she's, she's so honest yeah mm-hmm. yeah not to like downplay i think this girl claro is cool um i don't think it's a and bad your thing. mom does too and my mom does too. <laughs> which it was a ringing endorsement of anyone's cool factor as if someone's mom likes them my I mean. mom knows my mom knows what's up <laughs> yeah i mean i'm yeah i don't think i'll ever be able to be on the cutting edge of anything I like the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. You know, that's <laughs> well, like, do you do you do like Spotify Explore and stuff? I just started doing that. No, I barely do Spotify. Are you an Apple Music person? I'm on iTunes. Yeah. Whoa, whoa! whoa. iTunes like buy tunes like you're buying. I, like you buy tunes? Like you buy tunes? Legally, let's not get into that. Okay, let's not get into this. Well, I mean, I, I pay for all. Spotify. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mm-hmm. do. I feel like it's it's interesting. I don't know. I feel like. I feel like Apple Music tends to be older people listening mm-hmm. to Apple Music and younger people listening to Spotify or even younger people just being like, fuck it, I only do SoundCloud. Like, that's right, it. Yeah. Like, I find uh, white rappers on SoundCloud yeah. who have their faces tattooed and that's all I listen to. <laughs> uh, I mean, but like, I honestly, when I'm listening, I listen to the radio in my car and then, mm-hmm. you know, that's the... I listen, to, I make CDs for my car. Whoa. Yeah. Because... I well, I've always been overwhelmed by iTunes since the beginning. Mm-hmm. I've just been like, this is too much. I can't do it. I 
loved having like six CDs you'd carry around with you and your uh, Walkman or Discman. Discman, yeah. Um, and I was into that. <laughs> Discman. You mean you mean Discman. She means Discman. So that's what I meant. Um, and then I think just because I'm so behind and like so frightened of technology and I can't even imagine how bad it's going to be when I'm like in my 70s because I mm-hmm. barely understand it now. <laughs> right. But yeah, I just like never latched on to iTunes. I, th- I think it's because I, I used iTunes. Like I kind of listened to music the same way I did in 2005. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me know, too. Which is on, for me, it's on iTunes. I download songs and then put them on iTunes and then I listen to them on iTunes. Wow. That's where all my music lives. I 100% only, I just stream things. I don't, mm-hmm. I, I haven't, I will buy a song if I have to like use it for something, like if I need the file for something, mm-hmm. but right. that's really it. And I'm crazy. I still am operating as though Napster is a thing, <laughs> you know? It's not? Well, I remember when I was in fifth grade, there was this website where you could get a mix CD made. So I paid like $17 and selected songs. There wasn't a large wow. selection mm-hmm. because it was only the things they had the rights to. So it was yeah. like Build Me Up Buttercup. And, oh, my God. Uh, and it was still like $17 And it was like $17 and you could get uh, – a label printed on it not like a picture but just like just the words the... it said like emma's mix cd yeah. was like printed on it in oh black God. and i got it in the mail and i treasured it i did that with the beastie boys when um uh they when they put out their greatest hits you could design your own like you could put your own songs that you wanted to go on it on two CDs. Oh wow! And you could order the tracks the way that you wanted them. I want to say, or like you could have a bonus CD made. Basically, is what you could do, and then they would send it to you with the label that you had decided. And I had it made, and mine was called "Ad Rock Is My Husband." <laughs> <laughs> if you're just wondering where I come from, that's that's a little that's insight. So cool. Yeah. I also had a a CD made. Um, this was to bring it back. It was through Pepsi. It was through. We had enough. My family had enough Pepsi points. If you guys remember Pepsi points, you'd get them on the. Is that like Planet Lunch points? A kind of. Yeah. uh, I I only realized later in life how weird it was that I'm from a Pepsi family. It is so weird. There's no there was no Coca Cola around. I was not drinking Pepsi. It was mostly my parents. Who were just huge Pepsi heads? Uh, they were and, very influenced by Home Alone I, and Madonna. Yeah, and Madonna. Honestly, yeah, uh, it was mostly Madonna. Uh, no, I mean like so on the on the uh, inside of the bottle caps for bottles of Pepsi, you know the small ones and the big ones. They would have, I think they had, they just have a number of points, and you would just collect the bottle caps, and then if you got enough. You could get. You had to mail stuff. the physical bottle caps in for something, though. Yes, I think so. Yeah, mm. yeah. Um, and I remember we have we have a lot. We have like a. a when Pepsi. my mom used to smoke, you would have to like keep the. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was Salem that she was smoking. You she would keep the the packs, the packets, the yeah. packs. Um, so we had like Pepsi beach towels and like I remember for uh, things my mom wanted was like yeah. beach chairs, beach towels, umbrellas for the beach, <laughs> a beach, yeah, a, a handful of uh, sand that is doused a, a in beach Pepsi. Beach in Pittsburgh for crying out loud! Yeah. How many Pepsi points do I need for that? Uh, but one of the things was I could get a CD, and they again they had like a list of songs that you could pick from and make your own mix CD. And they were not they were not great choices, uh, but I found some stuff. 
You made the most of it. I made the most. There was a a song by the band Orgy, not Blue Monday. Not Blue Monday. Okay. So anything beyond that, you're like, okay, all right, cool. Stone Temple Pilots were on there. I think Citizen King's Better Days. Better Days. That's yeah. a decent. That's you know that's a little one hit wonder from the '90s, early mm-hmm. oh, 2000s, yeah. '90s. Yeah. Uh, it was a. Uh, I had a nice little time with my CD. And then the bottom dropped out. Oh no. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, let's. So I have. There are no real criteria. Okay. For getting into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, mm-hmm. the hall is pretty uh, vague about it. the The only thing they have said is the twenty five years thing. Mm-hmm. So you don't really know what qualifies someone to get in. It's kind of like a Ready Player One. Like you have to. Did you guys see that movie? Okay. Anyway. Like you need to find. You need to find the key, and then it opens the door, and <laughs> yeah. then you go. to... And then you finally get into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yes. Uh, I didn't know what you were talking about. And now I do. <laughs> and I say yes. <laughs> uh, so I've Thank come God. up with some criteria that I think together makes some makes some sort of sense out of this thing. Uh, so the first thing is critical acclaim. Mm-hmm. Does this artist, were they received well critically? Uh, and I would say yes. Yeah, I es- think so. Especially, mm-hmm. especially Exile and Guyville. Exile and Guyville. Uh, and then kind of diminishing returns after that. Uh, but I, yeah. a, an artist who has a, a good amount of critical acclaim, who is cool to like uh, as deemed by the critics. The critics. Mm-hmm. For sure. Uh, then the next category is albums. Do they have classic albums? And again, Exile and Guyville is uh, consistently listed as... In like the top. Yeah, as one of the top rock of of, of all of all time, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh rock? <laughs> as one of, as one of the greatest. Exile mm-hmm. and Guyville for sure. And then uh, beyond that, I would say pretty good albums, but she doesn't have many. You know, the she one has, after what, that. like six or something? She has six. Yeah, six LPs. I'm as looking it were. at this. Yeah, her last one that she put out was in twenty ten and it's called Fun, Fun Style. Style. And I don't like the cover. Yeah, what do we got with the cover on Let's this one? See. Uh, it's just she's naked on all the covers of her albums, but yeah. this one she's covered in. I just, I guess, Some I just sort don't of like grape boa. What is that? That's like we... it's like a little. That's a fluffy boa. That's maybe a little Muppet. That's what, like a... are we hating on boas here. No, I don't <laughs> hate a boa. But I, I love a boa. I just feel like Liz Fair. This was like a weirdly reinventive. I mean, I think it's tough to just keep reinventing yourself over and over mm, again yes. for all artists. And it's also tough to, like, you if you don't reinvent yourself, everyone's upset like, that you're just doing the same thing over yeah, again. Yes. And then you reinvent yourself and they're like, stick to what you know. Yeah. And you can't win. Well, I think about, like, you know, like a Courtney Love, for example, like how she, you know, got recorded some poppy songs and people were like what the fuck is this malibu you know mm-hmm. it's and stuff and it's like I don't, she wanted to expand her audience she's allowed yeah. mm-hmm. i do think that is more permissible now so like i mean look at donald glover it's true look at him i was thinking about that she today was like i was a chameleon because <laughs> some of his older songs came up on my spotify and mm-hmm. i was like oh gosh he used to be just like he would do like nerd rap that was yeah, yeah. what he was doing so hard and then you listen to something like awaken my love and you're like this whole album is like a funk album yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah you know it's 
that's yeah people are more we're more permissive but i think only if i think like but something like that like i like donald glover's newer stuff so much more oh, yeah. than Me that too. old kind of like nerdcore rap and i was thinking to myself i guess he had to make this in order to make that eventually so mm-hmm. i should be okay with it yeah maybe uh, so yeah, classic albums, Exxon, Guyville, for sure. Mm-hmm. And then beyond that, I think Whip Smart and White Chocolate Space Egg are good albums. Mm-hmm. Uh, and hey, you know, some people hate on the Liz Fair. The self-titled, the self-titled pop awakening. But there's some great songs on there. Fair enough. Well, let's talk about songs. So does Liz Fair have any iconic songs? And I would say no. I think... What's iconic about her is that album. Mm, yeah. I think she's more of an album artist. Uh, I wouldn't say any of her songs are iconic. Not a lot of her songs are even generally... Catchy. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Uh, but even recognizable. Uh, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, if you are not if you were not listening to, like, alt-rock radio when Supernova came out, you know... Yeah, because that's probably I would say that, of her songs. That to me would be the most recognizable the most song. Recognizable. But you also might think that's a Veruca Salt song too, right? Well, because a lot of Liz Fair songs uh, are very spare. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're very uh, her and a guitar. Yep, and that's it. Well, if you listen to that song, Exploder, they <laughs> they were talking about because she had a demo that came out, Girly Sound. Girly Sound before, like, yeah, before Exile and Guyville, and that was just for a long. She was a visual artist, and she was like. Um, she never wanted anyone to hear her lyrics and stuff she would record like only alone when she was doing the demos and stuff she very much didn't ever think that she was going to be like a rock star Mm -hmm. which is yeah so cool uh do you want to listen to a little bit of supernova yes uh so i think this is this is off the second album whip smart uh and this is the one i think of all her songs got the most radio play and it sounds like a band, the way a lot of her songs do not. Yes. Uh, and then you were talking about uh, Divorce Song. Right? Yeah, I love Divorce Song. I also think Fuck and Run is a very mm-hmm. like notable jam. So Am what? I wrong? It's, it's <laughs> no, no, hard no. to say. Is Fuck and Run a notable jam? I think Fuck it and is Run in my is, life. yeah. Well, yeah, I feel like it's hard for me to tell like what is a popular song because there's what's popular to me sure <laughs> and i don't know what everybody i don't know who's listening to which this fair song It'd be in your heart of fame mm-hmm. uh this is a divorce song uh which is on was it what was it called song exploder, song exploder yeah uh a track from exxon guyville and then of the other tracks on x-file i feel like maybe never said is one that like got a decent amount of play uh, this song's great. Uh, and then here's Never Said. The lyrics of Divorce Song are so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think she's a great lyricist. Oh, Never Said is such a great song, too. And I, it's like, it's it's telling, I think the songs that are most recognizable and played often have more than one instrument in them. You know? Well, that, they also talked about that on Song Exploder, about how um, she was like, I didn't know how to write an album, so I did what I did in visual art, which was take a song that or like um take an artist that i admire and kind of deconstruct how they did it mm-hmm. and so i was like if i'm going to make an album what's one of the greatest albums exile on main street by the rolling stones and mm-hmm. i'm going to song for song try yeah. to deconstruct and like i will make each one 
you know, allegorically connected to something on Exile and Main Street. Right, which I think is and very she's like, cool. Which I yeah. had no idea how ballsy that was. I just was like, okay. As an almost as like an exercise. Yeah. And like it was interesting too to hear a thing that I think about to kind of like feminism wise I think we give her a lot of credit for like you know being uh, um, like a breakthrough kind of like rock chick and mm-hmm. stuff I, I think about this a lot too about how little how few women there are in the production side of things and so it's like all the people who played on this record all of the backing bands all the session musicians all the producers were men mm-hmm. you know and in kind of the her entree into the because she was a Chicago she came from Chicago right and like her entree into the music world was through like a, a guy that she met who was like working at a record label who introduced her I mean, who was working at a, a studio who introduced her to another producer mm-hmm. and then you know they all bring in their friends it's like the rock and roll hall of fame it's like mm-hmm. anything it's like when it is started by men it just becomes a boys club of like then you bring in your friends and you bring in your friends and then you're like oh this one woman she has she this gets like, incredible come. sound she gets to come but then all of the people who are making this the music mm-hmm. are also her I think about that like with like Taylor Swift or even artists now, you know, it's like we hold them up as like, cool, they're making breakthroughs and it's like a feminist icon in some ways, problematic as they may be. Mm-hmm. But like, I think what's also problematic is that there aren't a lot of women on the production side of yeah. things yeah. And, and on writing the songs, you know, when like your album was written half by Pharrell and then like half by Max Martin, you're probably not saying your own things. I don't yeah, know. fully. It's just a thing I was thinking about after having listened to that and thinking about how much I because I think lyrically I think that's what Liz Fair is so amazing for. Mm-hmm. I think these songs are rule and everything, but I yeah. think too it's like really cool to hear a woman kind of telling her experience, especially in the G Dang nineties, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then in terms of recognizable songs, I guess. Maybe the most recognizable song in Liz Fair's catalog comes, Why can't I? <laughs> comes from, yeah, that uh, eponymously titled Liz Fair album. Uh, oh, hell yeah. Which I feel like was probably... Oh, I do not even remember how this song... I just know the chorus of mm-hmm. this song. It's... When I when I was looking through her songs and I, I forgot that this was her. Mm-hmm. It, what is this? It really sounds like Whoa. Avril Lavigne or yeah. like Michelle Branch. Oh my gosh, I am blown away right now. Mm-hmm. But I think she she has a very distinctive vocal yeah, quality. Yeah, that gravelly voice. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's very bizarre, and I'm sure it was uh, used in a lot of at the time WCWB uh, yeah. shows about you know teens in love. Here it is. Also, if you look at what she appears on, like the soundtracks at the bottom of her Spotify 13 page. going on 30. Yeah, and, it's, yeah. Uh, yeah. Good for her. Make that money. Desperate for Housewives. Sure. Uh, people Like Us. The Nancy Drew movie? What? From 2002. So that was not even... Why can't I? And she still plays this uh, in concert. I was looking that up because I was like, oh, well, now that like... We've had some distance, and people are going mostly off the strength of Exile and Guyville. I was like, I wonder if most of her set lists, but she almost always plays this. I mean, if you love Liz, you got to love this song, I think. I wonder if there are people who are like hardcore 
super indie fans who like have like tattoos of her and stuff and then like that album came out and they're like oh no there are yeah i really think this upset a lot of people yeah i think this like was was uh, because this was a time of like it was right before it was changing, but it was like if you not sell cool to sell out, out yet, not now, cool yet. Now you can now sell it's out like, all day. Now I hear Lizzo in fucking every like movie. I've there's a Lizzo song in three movies that I saw in the past month. Wow. Um, and she's also in. I think she has songs in two commercials. And I'm like, get your money, girl. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, I, think, I just know yeah. how hard it is for mm-hmm. people to make money. You know. Right. I think it's people having just a greater awareness of how difficult it is to make money as an artist, yeah. and also that kind of the heyday of just selling a million albums is over. It does not happen. So it's yeah. like you could have – you could be a moderately successful musician and uh, have a ton of fans and still just have no money. Mm-hmm. So you got to get those sinks and gotta stuff. Got to get that placement. <laughs> yeah. yeah. got to get those placements. And I also think in general a pop turn is embr- – I think we embrace pop now – more yeah. than we ever yeah. did. Yeah, there used to be a bigger divide between pop and rock. Like, on, at, on the radio and mm-hmm. in culture. Like, mm-hmm. th- there used to be, like, really just, like, a rock station. And then you, they would, like, I remember growing up, I feel like there was a radio station, maybe this was two pop stations against each other, but, like, you would call in and you would have to say the other radio station sucks <laughs> to, like, win something. I remember yeah. there was a thing where it was, that like, how many premise. times can you yeah. say B96 sucks in a minute? Oh that was, God. like, a thing that you could do on the radio when I was, like, probably nine or ten. What does that teach children? Right? <laughs> this is why discourse has fallen away. Right, right. This is why civil discourse has fallen away in our society because – Hot 94 had you call in and say B96 sucks <laughs> a million times. Yeah, it's weird. Uh, but I, I think now, I think we always considered pop, or generally, culturally, we considered pop to be lowbrow. But I think mm-hmm. now we're able to accept, like, hey, this Carly Rae Jepsen album is uh, a pop masterwork and yeah. we appreciate it in a way that, you know, it was really just dis- that, that type of work was dismissed. Yeah, you would never that that would never have been said about artists in the 90s, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. even though probably like no strings attached. Like if it had come out now, people would be like this sync album from top to bottom is really fucking dope mm-hmm. or whatever yeah. uh, for a pop album. Like but back then people were like, well. I guess the kids like them. You yeah, know, or yeah. The teens seem to really be connecting with this or whatever. Mm. Uh, so with with that, uh, the next category, commercial success. Ooh, now, question. Yeah. Do soundtracks count? <laughs> <laughs> no, so, uh, you know, one of the reasons why she made that pop turn was because her albums were not really selling the mm. way that her label uh, wanted them to. Uh, you know, the first two albums went gold but i actually think that took some time mm-hmm. i think that gold certification came uh much later just last week <laughs> yeah <laughs> no, I'm just we, we're just getting the the facts in right now uh no so i yeah i do not think she i would not put her in the category of like a commercial, commercial success. success isn't that heartbreaking in a mm-hmm. way just it's like here's this super talented artist who's been hustling and doing it for so long and like they don't even, you know, in her in her lifetime she won't get like. But I think huge... about like the people that she's compared with, even mm-hmm. like the the other like Spotify artists that were related, mm-hmm. like Juliana Hatfield and stuff. Like there so are a lot of still people come out from the '90s who just like they're not they're 
it was cool to be underground back then mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. And I don't know. I, now I think... it's cool to be viral. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Whoa. Hey. Whoa. Hey, well, let's talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> let's get into it. Uh, and then the next category is longevity, which, you know, I... Last album. Well, now it's the Exile and Guyville re-release that just happened. Right, because Liz Fair just hit tour. just hit twenty five years. Exile and Guyville was twenty five years ago. Yeah, that's pretty. So amazing. she is eligible yeah, as recent as soon as this next round. Yeah, this is her first year of eligibility. I read that she's writing a book, a memoir, right now. Ooh, I think we're about to see some major Liz Fair resurgence as far as like. I mean, the fact that she's touring and stuff, too, I think that that will kind of push her more into the conversation mm-hmm. in this knows, kind of 25-year anniversary. Maybe Who knows? I'll maybe, my house. Emily. maybe you'll just listen to <laughs> you'll her. You'll invite yeah. Emily over yeah. and, <laughs> and you'll have her. There? There's yeah. Liz. Ta-da. <laughs> um, but but I, you'll be cool about it. Yeah, I'll be, I'll be cool. Super, super I won't chill. tell her about this conversation. Please oh, yeah, don't. please don't. Don't <laughs> tell anybody about this. So, we do this podcast for us. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Just the three of us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even recording. No, I am. I am. <laughs> I am. <laughs> we put this onto a thumb drive and then yeah. drop into the sewers and yeah. we wave. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, well, now I'm a female sound engineer. You really are. Hey, You're behind yeah. the scenes. I'm, beh- I'm seeing you female. watching you with those I'm dials. I'm watching the levels. Well, I really fucked up last week, so this week <laughs> I'm gonna make sure it yes. sounds. Sorry good. about that. If anybody yeah. listened to the Allie Gertz episode, thought yeah. Kristen was too low. Yeah, I hope it was fine. Yeah. Uh, but in terms of the span of Liz Fair's career, not super long. Uh, I mean, we talk about the kind of. Her peak years are mostly those first few, starting with '93, mm-hmm. uh, and then you know, ten years later, trying to you know make make it happen with the self-titled album, and then after that, it's you know that's most of her catalog. Uh, but let's talk about I think a category that is important to her, and, and she gets a lot of points, which is influence and innovation. Yeah, and I think. This the reason Exile and Guyville, in addition to the songs being great, I think it was such a uh, breath of fresh air, and mm-hmm. it was such a new type of thing that was happening. Well, that was the other thing she talks about how she didn't um, she because she didn't want anyone to hear her. She would play her electric guitar not plugged in, um, mm-hmm. not amplified. Right. So. That's why a lot of the sound is so strange and kind mm-hmm. of atonal, especially from those first albums, um, which I just think it's like interesting that she was so, you know, afraid of someone hearing her. And then these are like really, you know, rash Iconic confessional song. yeah. songs mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah. And like the sound is so it's just different. It's different than what you would get from someone who had maybe gone into it with a different intention. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was just thinking, do you think? Taylor Swift has listened to Exile in Guyville? I do. I hope so. I would guess so. I bet she has. I someone would... gave it to her. <laughs> someone put it. Someone put a set of earbuds in her ears while she was in the makeup chair, and she's right. definitely heard it. Mm-hmm. Also, no diss on Taylor. I mean, she's, no, no, no. She, I just like, think, I, I think I'm trying to think of, like, her own music. no, totally. I think in terms of trying to think of, like, what is the influence when I think of, like, someone who's, like, a female songwriter who's super popular now, like Taylor Swift. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, does she? I'm wondering who her influ- who her influences are, are as yeah. far as other cool female songwriters. Right, I've got to imagine any. It almost feels like anyone who is kind of confessional 
and super honest in this way uh gotta thank liz yeah there's there's some liz fair in that dna Mm -hmm. without a doubt uh and i also think about alanis morissette yeah. Who was just a few years after Exile oh, and Guy Oh, yeah. Bill. You're totally right on this. She is like the building block for Alanis. Yeah. You are mm-hmm. so right on so, that. So, like, it's, and, and often the person who breaks down the door is not the person who yeah. gets the most success. Well, yeah. It's like how we were, I mean, there's a lot of bands like that that we've kind of talked about on, on this, mm-hmm. um, like a, um, like kind like of pixies groundbreakers, or, the yeah. pixies type people. But yeah, I think Liz Fair kind of breaks down the door for this type of music and allows there I mean, to Alanis be a world for Alanis. Such an A to B for this, like it's yeah. so clear. And like a little, little more production value, mm-hmm. but not too much. Uh, and you know, a, a producer songwriter collaboration that then. Uh, elevates it to being a phenomenon. Now mm-hmm. she's someone who I think is going to be an Fye. Whoa! Yeah, I'll just say it right out. Okay, I think so. Interesting. I think, I think Alanis. Yeah, I think yes, Alanis. Yes. Yeah. Fye means first, first year, year eligible. eligible. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, for your. I just hope she. I guess I just hope entertainment. she is. I just <laughs> for your entertainment. I just hope she is. That would I, be dope. It would be so. Well, hers is well because isn't her first album from when she's like fifteen and it's a pop album? Oh yeah. So, oh, from like when she was in Canada. Yeah. When she was on, you you don't you can't do that on television. Yeah. So she's probably eligible right uh alanis is she might be guys get on this <laughs> so i guess she's not fye then no but she's maybe not she'll be FYN. She, she could have been inducted two years ago Ooh. for the 2017 ceremony when's she gonna when's the last time she had an album come out gosh i don't know not really paying a ton of attention the way I should to our queen. Because <laughs> yeah. uh, yeah, I love one, Alanis Morissette. She had one in 2008, according to Spotify. Flavors of Entanglement, Deluxe. Okay. okay. And then everything else <laughs> I is, I missed that. Everything else is a live album or the uh, collector's edition of Jagged Little Pill uh, or the n- Spotify landmark edition of Jagged Little Pill. <laughs> looks like she had an album in 2012 oh. called oh. Havoc and Bright Lights. Well, she didn't put it on Spotify. Dang. To her detriment. Dang, dude. Um, and she has a TBA for 2018 huh? to be announced. So we will see if she can bring it back home. Alanis, we miss you. Come, come home, back. Come, come home, home, Alanis. Alanis. <laughs> to Canada. Uh, but yeah, I think I think Liz Fair gets a lot <laughs> we'll of points. We'll play your videos on Much Music. I yes. <laughs> Lots of points for innovation and influence uh, mm-hmm. for Liz Fair. For sure. Yes. Especially on my life. You're, inf- you're influenced. Yeah. Influenced. Yeah. I got influenza. We're under the influence (laughs) of Liz Fair currently. Uh, And then one of the last categories is, does my mom know who this person is? And I think this is a resounding no, unfortunately. Mm, I feel like my mom would. cool. Yeah, because she knows about Clara. My mom would know. (laughs) My mom would know who she is only because I, we had a CD player in our bathroom and uh, we had a very large bathroom (laughs) and a very, and a, and a boom box. And like our bathroom had a really big mirror and I, (laughs) I had the whip smart album and i i would leave it on top of the boom box um in our bathroom so i'm sure my mother has seen the whip smart mm-hmm. cd but i don't know if she knows anything yeah, about so it i would like spend time just like you know singing to myself in the mirror uh yeah as a as a teen mm-hmm. oh good times yeah well, there you have it more insight <laughs> into what made me <laughs> okay. i'm under the influence uh, of liz fair Shall we do our verdict? 
I think then so. Does you can do should she get into the hall? Will she? And if so, when? Okay. Uh, wow. So, and keep in mind that she is eligible for this year for the 2019 ceremony. So, Kristen, do you want to start? Oh my gosh, this is okay. Here's my thoughts. I think she's important. I think she's influential. I think she probably should get into the hall. I wouldn't be mad if she got into the hall. I mean, I don't know. You know, the the Mayfield Blues. Butter, Paul Butterfield Blues Band. <laughs> the Paul Butterfield Who Band is in. So, you know, yeah, Liz Fair, I think she, she should be in. She's important. Uh, I don't think that. And the reason that I think she might get in would be because it's cool to like her. And because we're about to be having this resurgence of. Um, like people caring about this album mm-hmm. and her going on tour and the memoir and all of that stuff. I feel like if she got in, it would need to be kind of now-ish or in 20 years. Mm. Okay. So I think it's like, you know, 20 years when they're doing like the backlog of like, oh, wow, we really put a lot of female artists and we got to really <laughs> clean out up. the 90s. Yeah. You know, um, uh, I think she could get in then. I don't think she will, though unless it was like right now on a crazy like just upturn of popularity or if she suddenly died don't please liz mm-hmm. um uh we're pulling for you liz <laughs> but i think you know if she did get in the the regular way maybe we're t- we're talking 20 to 30 years in my opinion okay great emma well of course i think she should be in <laughs> that's why i brought her up today um but yeah in terms of the actual likelihood I mean, it all sounds like a big mystery to me of how these decisions <laughs> yep. are made. That's a very uh, good point. What's going on in these back rooms, like secret poker games. I feel like there's a lot of mystery happening. Um, and so I feel like maybe Liz wouldn't be at the top of the list. But I feel like you're right, Kristen, that maybe, you know, once she becomes more part of uh, the cultural uh What's fabric? Fabric, sure, sure. <laughs> um, the tapestry of culture. Mm-hmm. Um, that maybe people will be like, "Oh, right, she's kind of amazing, and she really paved the way for a lot mm-hmm. of artists." And um, but I feel like maybe she would need to have one more album. Like she would have to have like a later in life album that people, a comeback almost. Yeah, oh, that's like really yeah. critically acclaimed, and people are like, "Oh shit, we've been sleeping on Liz Fair." Like. She's she's is like an amazing songwriter and like vocalist and uh now she has all this insight and wisdom more so than she <laughs> I mean I feel like Right with experience she's aged like well, a fine I, wine. I feel like the you unfortunate know how thing, America loves older, older women <laughs> and what they have to say it just values their opinion. I mean book clubs out does that help? Um but I I think Hard like to say. the the unfortunate thing or the strange thing about a lot of art and culture is youth is uh, a priority and so anybody who does something when they're 20 if it's good it's like never gonna be better for most yeah Mm -hmm. especially like with musicians um often like that first album is the best one and everybody looks to it yeah um so but i think it would be cool for her to you know use all her skill use all her insight put out an amazing album and like five ten years and then people would be like right she's got to go in the hall <laughs> Put yeah. her in. Call, i'll call my guy she's got to go in the hall <laughs> all right joe <laughs> um 
I hit us with what <laughs> this is. You always influence my opinion, so we've changed the order now. Right. Oh, Sometimes like... I'll come in so hot with like what I'm sure is going to happen, and, <laughs> and then like, everyone yeah, else is you like, know, "You're right. Yeah, we are <laughs> okay. all like, yeah, yeah, probably <laughs> based on your knowledge, your um, knowledge." Uh. So I think a hugely influential and impactful album uh, is enough to warrant warrant induction. Uh, I think Liz Fair's stock will only grow. I think as the years progress, uh, she her name will not disappear, regardless if she has a comeback or not. I think her stock will rise. Um, I don't think I think because of the lack of stuff beyond Exile and Guyville, it'll be uh not as obvious of an inclusion, but I think she'll get in in about twenty years. Hey, Ooh, I was, hey. I was so close. Just, yeah, no, exactly what you said. In about twenty years, I think, give or take, that's probably. And we, I it wouldn't shock me if she wound up on the ballot uh, sooner than that. Uh, but I think she'll when it'll take a while for mm-hmm. her to get mm-hmm. it to get it. Right, she got to get it. She got to get it. All right, so she <laughs> she gets inducted. Who inducts her? Who gives the speech? Okay, to say Amy Mann. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, I I was gonna say so. Uh, Liz Fair did backup vocals on a Cheryl Crow song. Oh, oh yeah, is Cheryl Crow in? Up the She's sun, not, I think. Right? Uh, she, Cheryl Crow is not in. No, but Cheryl Crow is in terms of people that Liz Fair has worked with. You mm-hmm. know, uh, one of the more high profile names. Is they she... have similar voices in a way. Yeah, that mm-hmm. kind yeah. of graveliness, and they also have that kind of similar story of like a um being produced by like a lot of like session musician men kind of mm-hmm. things like it's like a similar story like Cheryl Crow is probably the more like mainstream oh mm-hmm. without a doubt version you know. of that story uh, yeah and I think Cheryl Crow could do it I also think maybe Billy Corgan oh another Chicago, Chicago musician mm-hmm. and I believe Smashing uh, Pumpkins are they in no are they eligible are they ever they are be in? recently eligible they will get in they for, will get in yeah. right We'll, okay. We'll have a great episode about I'm it. I'm like, come on. Um, but I think I think Billy Corgan played on a uh, an album, or he he did something. He's worked with Liz Fair before. Also, mm. what about maybe Alanis? Also good. Yeah. Are they buds? I don't know. I just was like thinking so sometimes cool. someone who or like... maybe Tay 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 could be like you know someone put in yeah but like as if the ear. if the youth started ever caring about the rock and roll hall of fame at all and started attending the ceremony who's the youngest person that attended the ceremony this last year oh this last year i don't know but i was gonna say bon jovi's children you know who inducted joan jett who? miley cyrus oh. oh yeah you did say that that's cool okay so sometimes young people show up kendrick uh inducted nwa uh both bands that were at the bottom of Bill Wyman's yeah. list. Okay, you know what? Okay, yeah. then get, you know what? Give me twenty years, and I'll induct Liz. All right. Yeah. Okay. You heard it here first, Emma Koenig. <laughs> Dang. Uh, and then, what songs does Liz Fair play? Usually, the inducted artist performs a set of about three songs. What three songs do we think Liz Fair plays? Ooh. So. Um. I think she plays Supernova. I agree. I think she plays Polyester Bride. Interesting. 
I don't love polyester. I bride. love that song. It's know. okay. It's like it was an it was a radio hit. Mm-hmm. It um it was a radio hit. Again, it's like about like being a pretty woman. <laughs> it's about like being right. What you know about, though. It's about being a beautiful woman who has all the opportunity. It's like a song about privilege in a lot of ways. <laughs> it really. I was thinking about it today. Mm. Oh, I can't be stopped. I can't really. I wish that I could just take off the lens, but I just no can't no. Do once, it anymore. once our eyes were open, yep, it's they got sucks. It's it really makes enjoying <laughs> things hard. Um. Uh, I think she plays. Yeah, I think Supernova. Maybe she yeah. plays Polyester Bride. Do you think she plays? Why can't I? I think she. I think she's got to. No, I don't think, I think she does. I think she really has to. Because uh, <laughs> I think sometimes artists are uh, inducted and they kind of uh, the hall kind of acts like certain parts of their career didn't happen. Mm. Like when Chicago was inducted, there was no mention of Hard to Say I'm Sorry or You're the Inspiration. It was almost as though it was just that like. You know, uh, 60s, 70s, uh, you know, jazz. Well, maybe she plays HWC. Oh, that'd be amazing. Oh, boy. <laughs> I feel like she could play fucking run. She could. Is that too? No. Uh, I mean, fucking run. I think run fucking run's in the, in the like... conversation. I think divorce song, I think never said. Maybe six foot one. Yeah. Those are all great options. I think the only for sure fire is, is Supernova. Is supernova. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Gonna have to agree. Uh, Gonna have to. Gonna don't have a choice. Got Wish I could. I Got must. Outnumbered. <laughs> uh, all right. So I think we have a little bit of time, but this is this is up to you, Emma. Oh God. So because you were, I, and the reason I ask you if I, I, it, earlier you were like, I'm not a great fan. Yeah. Of stuff. Yeah. Sometimes we play a game where we. Uh, it's a little game we invented called Identify That Popular Song in a Competitive Situation. Okay. Do you think this is a, uh, a game you would want game? to play? Well, because we can do different, there are different genres to choose okay, from. Okay, okay. Yeah. Tell me what the genres are that will influence so, my decision. So this is, uh, we have 80s rock and pop, mm-hmm. we have 90s alternative, Beatles, classic rock, love songs, Michael Jackson, oldies. 1001 songs you must hear before you die which we've done before and Do i would not. suggest not doing that one hard pass on rap that one. and rolling stones top 500 songs of all time any of those uh um you know what i can't I, i'll give it a try okay. I, i'm not sure i'll be good at any of them mm-hmm. but maybe i would try the 80s pop that's great we've not done that one well, yet. let's do it i'd okay. say let's let's put our headphones in how many songs <laughs> like is it like i'm listening to three we won't just, be doing. How, a, a, how bad is it going to be for me? I guess we're we're going to go. We're about to find out. Yeah. We're going to find. Okay. All right. I apologize. So to no, no, no. Everyone in my family. Um. Got it. Oh yeah. Um. Bing bong. Got it. Do you know it? No. All right. I'm going to have to stop it before they okay. say the name. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay. So uh, sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. We should have said. Yeah. Uh, you put didn't the ground rules. How to play it at all? I, I'm really so. When you know the song, we've been saying Bing Bong. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, you can come up with a different phrase if you'd oh, like. Yeah. I love Bing Bong. Okay. 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 Uh, and then because it's actually not that competitive, it's a friendly we're pretty situation. friendly. Okay. So, so you, you were playing along with uh-huh. me. So let's uh, say the name of the song and three, two, one. Name of the song. Okay. okay right. Three, three two, two, one. Shout. And then the artist. Three, three two, two, one. Tears, tears for fears. fears. So that's how okay, this is cool. done. Now you've seen how it's played. Okay, uh, so didn't all right. get that one. Fine. <laughs> okay, well, they just said the name of the song immediately. Does anyone know who this is? Um, is it, it's, uh, uh, 
It's in a hair band. It is. is it rat? It is not rat. Is it? You can also just chime in with yeah, guests. Now we can guess. I want to rock. It's I not. Rock. Not. I don't know. It's not rat. It's not. No. Um. It's definitely not poison. No. It's not. Um. It's not. Uh. What are any of those other hair bands? Is it? Just I'm picturing like name a hair band. D. Snyder or something. Is, yeah. Is oh, it, is it Twisted Sister? It's Twisted oh, okay. Sister. Yeah. yeah. Very good. Whew. Wowie Zowie. All right. <laughs> We've gotten two songs in a row where they just say the name of the song immediately. All right. This year is Holland Ducky. We've got no, the bottom of the barrel, according to Bill Wyman. Okay. Bing bong. Oh. Oh, wait. I thought it was a different song and then it was wrong. So I know the artist, definitely. At first, okay. I thought it was fulfilling. Well, it's that artist. You want to say the artist? Do you know? No. Okay. Three. <laughs> I don't know who that's by. Though. Oh, okay. Why do I not know who that's by? You should. I think the. I think this artist will get in next year. Is my guess. Whoa. Uh. Okay. <laughs> so the song. I must tell you. This is mm-hmm. some. Yeah. Song's called Animal. Oh, it's okay. Def Leppard. And it's Def Leppard. Okay. And I think Def Leppard will get in next year. That's one of my predictions. They've Ooh. never been nominated before, but I think they just now seem they've like... opened the. Fucking Bon Jovi has opened the floodgates, and now we're going to get fucking Def Leppard in the goddamn Hall of Fame. I think Def Leppard is a way better choice than Bon Jovi. Yeah, but I feel like it's... No, I don't. I think it's Hysteria. I mean, they're fine. <laughs> hysteria. Hysteria. Hysteria was the name of their album. And that Pyromania. Was, oh, I thought you were... I didn't know that, so I thought yeah. you were just like... <laughs> I'm just saying... It's I'm hysteria. A, uh, it's hysteria. Hysteria. Madness. It's Hysteria. No, my my parents my parents were big into kind of like Def Leppard, and mm. so... I think a, a way... A better case can be made for their induction. Than yeah, like the drummer only has one arm, for example. For example. All right, let's do. The, let's do. The, let's do the next song. Oh my God! No way! I know what it is, and I'm mad because it's. Oh, I, I know what it is too. I was like, could it be? It can't be. Yep, it is. I don't know. Oh well, it's. They've already played a song by them already. We've played a song by them in the last four songs. Oh God! You know. Ready for the song? Three, Three, two, two one, wanted, wanted, dead or alive. alive. Three, Three, two, one, Bon Jovi. Uh, I knew it from the whisper as well, from the... Yeah, oh, and you didn't want it to be true, but nope, yet... No, but it was. Oh, God. Okay, I know it. Wow, you're so good at this. Because it's, it's, it's the... We've only been doing two bands the last four. <laughs> this is another Def Leppard. Oh, yeah. But I couldn't tell you which one it is. Okay. Uh, wait, hold on. I get down. I want to watch you do this. <laughs> Feels like it would be on, like, Say What Karaoke or something. Yeah. I want to see. And then it goes to the chorus. No, what is it? I mean, I know the song, obviously. The song is called Photograph. Oh, yes. Yes. These have been almost all 80s rock and no 80s pop, and I feel bad. We're going to get to a good one. Well, what's rock anyway? Good question. Oh, um, uh, b- Bing Bong. Oh, okay, I don't think I know okay. it. Do you know it, Emma? <laughs> don't I even could be. Over I'll tell you what I think it is, and then you tell me. If is, is it Heart, These Dreams? No. Oh. Couldn't it be? <laughs> it is a, an artist who we've talked about Oh. Uh, this episode. Um, <laughs> I'm just saying. Alanis? No. <laughs> no. This is 80s, right? Yeah. So this is a little song called Live to Tell. 
Oh, by Madonna. A man can tell oh. a thousand lies. It sounds I've like a horror movie. Yeah, it really sounded very <laughs> ominous. It, to me, I definitely. I thought maybe what if it was Baby Alanis yeah, from Canada? <laughs> yeah, Baby Alanis from Canada. Okay, I feel oh, so bad. Oh, yeah, this I one. It. Yeah, well, I know this one too. All right. Uh, okay, you ready? Yeah, it, no, I'm just I'm right. an observer okay. more. All right. Than anything. Three, so, three, two, two one, one, deep jukebox purple. Hero. Oh, it's uh, foreigner. Foreigner. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was deep purple. That's it. Oh. Okay. Wow. This one starts right away. Like, so, this I one. I can't believe that's the beginning of that song. It just gets right into it. Wow. All right. Nothing, Emma. No, I mean, I like. I. You know what? I'm just. I, I'm a bad. <laughs> no, uh, so are we saying the song we'll or say the song first right okay three two one every little thing she does is magic three two one sting and the police oh yeah stings the police wow all right okay oh okay okay uptown girl yeah really yeah okay. uh, i want you to know though when it first started for a heartbeat i thought it was going to be love jack Okay. Because the the right, drum similar. in the beginning, mm-hmm. when the drum started, I thought it was right. Sure. That could have been mm-hmm. the first drum from Love Shack. I'm not like out of my mind. Another horror song. Okay, I got it. Oh. I think this is, is this... the song. At, uh, just. What do you think it is? It's not Chariots oh. of Fire. No, it's uh, the Promise by When in Rome. I don't know. Oh, I, I promise not to take another ride was the same. I don't promise them to be. But if you stick around, I'll make you fall for me. I promise you. I promise you. You guys are so great at this. We cannot get on the show Beach Shazam to save our lives. We have really tried. If anyone out there is casting for Beach Shazam and thinks that we'd be a fun duo, reach out. That's a real show? I guess so. A TV show? Yeah. Yeah, hosted by Jamie Foxx. Hosted Fox. by Jamie Foxx. Oh, you gotta get in there. Look okay. how good. I think I know this one. This isn't All My Life by the Foo Fighters. I'm no. kidding. Well, this is, think about what is happening. Heartbeat. Yeah, so, does it, does, can that inspire you into uh, the heart of... Rock and Roll is Still Beaten by Huey Lewis and the News? Yeah. Is it really? <laughs> That's how that song starts. <laughs> What a fucking dork. What imagery. <laughs> what vivid imagery. It's worked so far, but we're not out yet. I want to know okay. what you're thinking. There are some things you can't hide. I want to know. Okay, so obviously we know I can what the tell you. Is. I can tell you who the artist is. Oh, really? Isn't It's not. Um, do you want to do no, three, two, one? No, no, I'm wrong. Because it's a weird band. Oh, then I'm wrong. <laughs> the band's called Information Society. Oh yeah. God! <laughs> oh God! Jesus! It's not yeah. Erasure. Uh, nope. Uh, Could be though, right? Yeah. Could be Erasure. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think I, I got it. It'll start kicking in. Uh... <laughs> Joe did <laughs> a perfectly timed air guitar to that. He was ready for it. I don't know what it is. Anything? This is something from no. the 80s for sure, though. I do know that. Uh, <laughs> she's a beauty. She's one in a million. Oh, wow. Oh. Yeah. Who sings that? That is by a band called The Tubes. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, man. One Shit. in a million, girl. Don't fall in love. Okay. Oh, yeah. 
Am I? <laughs> um, cause of, you got this. This is a famous one. Oh, it's gonna pick up and it's gonna take me down yeah. to Paradise City. Bye. What, who's this bye? <laughs> <laughs> playing it again yeah me okay sorry <laughs> Too much. i can't i can't remember uh he's it looks like you're making scissors though like that's not i tried good. to do like a shadow puppet tried to like do a, a shadow no. puppet of a gun and it, and it it's guns it and roses looked, oh, oh. And, it and i looked, just looked like doing a little doggy you, like you were doing a doggy or like a weird scissors like you were like cut it we'll just <laughs> cut it don't worry we're gonna cut it it didn't happen we don't edit very much in this show. sorry okay oh, yeah Oh. Emma? No, oh, wait, I know this song. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I'm, no, I, I can't. <laughs> I simply can't. I uh, simply can't. You want to say the artist and then the let's song? Let's do the artist on okay. three, 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 two, two one, one, dead, dead or, or alive, alive, and then three, three two, two, one, you spin, spin me right round. Mm. Uh, I think this time. should be our last one. I think we're done. Oh, that was it. it ran out. I oh. can't see. See, I feel like you guys are the opposite of me. That you know, you know all the things. We're ready to beat Shazam. We are ready, ready to beat Shazam. Shazam. Listen, if you're I'm out ready there... to use Shazam, that's, that's where I am. I'm like, what's that? That sounds so familiar. That's yeah. really that's kind of my uh, that wheelhouse. Is... That is so funny. Oh, Emma, I wanted to talk more about your book, and uh, we didn't really. Super if you want to, we can say it. some stuff right yeah, now. Say, okay. I'll say some so stuff say, about your I'll book. Say, I think uh, it's thematically relevant mm-hmm. to Liz Fair and yes. her messages. I agree. Um, yeah. I curated a collection of anonymous essays on female orgasm, and it's called Moan, and it's in stores now. You can buy it. That's really cool. Um, how did you uh, receive these essays? I started this as an internet project a few years ago, and I reached out to friends who reached out to friends who reached out to friends. So there's some people in the book I've never met in real life. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you, Does everybody who's been published know that they were published? Yes, absolutely. I had them. <laughs> that would be a strange... Uh... I had them sign contracts. But it ma- it made me uh, wonder if like the post secret guy and like the humans of New York yeah. like, did they get permission? Interesting. I think the humans of New York guy had to have, but the post secret. Mm-hmm. I feel like I that's not, one's cause impossible because it's, it's a secret. And then it's mm-hmm. all Frank. It's not just anonymous. It's a secret. Right. It's double blind. Yeah. Dang. Blind to Frank. Blind to us. Blind. Yeah. <laughs> um. But they, yeah, the book's called Moan. Yes. Check it out. Uh, Emma, where can we find you on social media? You can find me at at mjuko e m j u k o because my name's Emma Juliet Koenig. Cool. First two lets. Well, yeah. Of each one. Yeah. Love it. Keep it, those keeping it abraved. <laughs> Very. Uh, and this isn't this isn't coming out for another week. But is there any any live? I know you're doing some live doing appearances. Some book readings. Well, if it won't come out for a week, you'll have just missed. <gasps> Damn. Um, Damn. <laughs> you'll have just missed my little book event at Skylight Books in Los Feliz. That's that's wow. very cool. That is very so cool. you can kick yourself in a week. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what? Dang. Don't kick yourself. Buy the book instead. Yeah, don't yeah. kick. Don't kick. Don't uh, recreate the magic by buying the book. Yeah. Uh, Kristen, anything you've got? I No. You got I, a social media? I do have a social media. I'm at KStud across all platforms. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, I am uh, at JoeKJoeK on Twitter and JoeQua on Instagram. And if this is coming out on... Yeah, you know what? I will be at... Genghis Cohen on June 5th 
for the Blair and Greta show doing stand-up. Uh, if you liked that game or you were, you were loving that we weren't doing games or if you have any comments yeah. at all, please email us rockhallpod at gmail.com. Uh, we want to thank Ted Tremper for giving us the studio space and the equipment, Liz Full for helping us as a technical advisor. Uh, please rate and review us on iTunes, five stars only. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for listening. Thanks to our guest, Emma Koenig. I'm Joe Quazala. I'm Kristen Studdard. Who cares about the Rock Hall? Good question. Bye. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.